Awesome. So we've been going over a series called the Scoreboard Series, where we measure three metrics. What are those three metrics? Does anybody know? Raise your hand. Jackson, you're a monster for looking at the scoreboard. Congratulations, you got it right. That's right. Salvations, baptisms, and discipleships. And that was a brilliant move. Uh, so we're measuring salvations, baptisms, and discipleship. And what we're doing is we're just, we're just preaching the gospel to you guys. And we're explaining what each of these things are. And uh, we're hoping that you guys would be willing to take the step of faith and going out and doing these things. So if you haven't been baptized, that you'd go out and be willing to be baptized. So... I'm going to explain a couple things about baptism. Um, what is it? What's the point of baptism? Why do we do it? And is it necessary for salvation? Um, we're going to go through all those points, and we're going to talk about some scripture behind it. So, what is baptism? Well, baptism is a symbolism of the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, when you go down underwater which is what baptism is. You go down underwater. It is a symbolism of death, of burial, and resurrection coming up, bringing of new life. So baptism is that kind of idea, and that's the symbolism that we get for it. It's, a, it's the symbolism of Jesus Christ. So why do we do it? Because Jesus commanded us to. Very simply, Jesus commanded us to. Because in Matthew 28, we get the Great Commission. And in the Great Commission, we hear Jesus say, Go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? What's that called? The Trinity. Exactly. Love three. The, three, the number three is my favorite number in all of the Bible, uh, tied with 12 and 7, because I love those numbers. You'll see them all over Scripture. It's awesome. Three is like the number of revival. It's also just mentioned in a lot of different other ways. Seven is the number of completion, and 12 is the number usually referred to of tribes. And I love that. So, why do we get baptized? Because Jesus commands us to. So, but what's the point? Well, salvation, like I said, is symbolism. It's death and resurrection. So, bapti so baptism is kind of your outward saying of, who, of your faith. So, when you, when you get saved, you accept Jesus into your heart. That's an inward action. But, when you get baptized, when you say, I'm willing to put myself on the line and, and get submerged underwater by someone in front of tons of people, tons of my friends, it's saying to all of those people that you love God, and that you're willing to serve God, and that you're submitting yourself to God. So is it necessary for salvation? That's what we're going to get into. So we hear about the guy on the cross. TJ has talked about this, the thief on the cross. So there's Jesus... We have the thief on the cross, and then kind of the other guy, I forget his name, uh, kind of good, because he was not a good guy. So we have Jesus as the sinner, and then we have the thief on the cross, and the thief on the cross is telling Jesus, he's saying, surely you're the Messiah. Like, you're the Son of God. Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. The thief on the cross has not been, not been baptized, he hasn't gone to church, he hasn't done deep studies into the theology. I didn't go to seminary, didn't do any of these things, especially wasn't baptized, and yet Jesus says to him, today you will be with me in paradise. All it took for that thief on the cross was faith. 
was believing that Jesus was the Messiah, was, the, was believing that Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross and was buried, and on the third day was raised. Unfortunately, he didn't get to the third day and was raised, but he knew that Jesus was the Messiah on the cross, and that was enough. So, when I think of baptism, I look at the Bible and I look at Scripture and I find out what I can find. And there's a story in Acts 8. There's a guy named Philip. Everybody say Philip. I think of the name Philip as like not a biblical name. I feel like it's just a, like a Bob or a Frank. It's just a Philip, you know? It's a beautiful name. It's a great name. It's just like, like when you hear Jesus, you think, okay, the Bible. When you hear Philip, you think, screwdriver. <laughs> no. So, Philip, Philip was one of the apostles, and uh, he got sent an angel by God. And this angel said to Philip, hey, go to Gaza. And so Philip, doing the Lord's will, went to Gaza. And as he was walking there, he hears this guy, he's reading out of the book, or at the time, the prophet of Isaiah. So they didn't have the books, they just had the scrolls. So he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And he hears this guy reading Isaiah 53, which is a book or a chapter written hundreds of years before Jesus was even born about Jesus, about Jesus' death. And so, Philip gets this feeling, this calling by the Holy Spirit inside of him that says, hey, there's this guy in this chariot, you hear him, go sit next to him, go talk to him, find out what it's about. And so he does. So he w- walks up to him, says, hey, can I join you on this chariot? Chariot? He says, sure. And Philip's like, what are you reading there? Like, do you know what you're reading? Like, do you understand it? And Philip says, well, how can I? Or, not the Philip, the guy on the chariot says, how can I? No one's explained it to me. No one's told me about it. So, Philip, doing the Lord's will, sits down there and just rides with him on the chariot and says, I'm about to tell you. Isaiah 53 is about Jesus. It's about this guy who lived a perfect life, who died on the cross. He was innocent. He died on the cross and, you know, and then he tells him about the resurrection. He tells him about all these things. He tells him about baptism. And this guy on this chariot is just in disbelief. But in the kind of disbelief that's sarcastic, the disbelief that's like, oh my gosh, are you serious? And he's listening to Philip, and he is getting riled up. He, he's loving it. And he's starting to understand that Isaiah 53 is about Jesus Christ. And so... He hears about baptism, and he hears about it, and he's asking questions. And so Philip, or so this guy in this chariot, sees ahead water. And so he stops the chariot, and he says, why don't we get baptized right now? That's the kind of of faith of a person that knows that God is real and is willing to take the the next step in his faith. He, he, He just heard about Jesus Christ, just heard about how awesome God is, who Jesus is, his death and resurrection. And not only does he believe it, but he's willing to take the next step and actively saying, I am willing to submit myself and let it be a public announcement that I love Jesus and that Jesus is going to be a part of my life. And so he gets baptized right there. Philip disappears because that's just how things roll. And that's the, that's the end of the story. Guys, 
if you are willing to love God and believe in God, if you believe in God, then this is wildly important. If you believe in God, then what he says to do matters. It's of eternal importance. Kind of like what TJ said last week, is that we have this rope, and this rope kind of wraps everywhere, you know, it goes around the world a couple times. But this little strand of this rope, that's right now, obedience in that small amount, it doesn't matter that much, but it's still, it's wildly important. Like, in the grand scheme of eternity, it's nothing. But obedience is wildly important. So, we need to be obedient when Jesus says, when Jesus claims that you should be baptized. That's hugely important. So, I ask you guys that you be baptized. I was baptized, I believe, when I was 13. I'll be honest, I don't remember the date. So, I'm actually really happy that TJ always says, hey, you guys were saved, remember the date. If you guys were baptized, remember the date. Because I don't remember the date I was baptized. I don't remember the date I was saved. And I kind of wish I did. But, either way, I'm in God's kingdom. But I was baptized, I think, when I was 12 or 13 with two of my brothers, Micah and Jacob, two really awesome guys, solid dudes, love the Lord. And we were baptized right up there behind the projector. For those of you who don't know, that projector lifts up. And this is where the old church used to be. So that projector lifts up. And we used to get baptized behind there. And I got baptized by Barry Bandera before the big church had even been built. It was a long time ago. It was awesome. It was a really cool moment to be able to get baptized with your brothers. There's a, there's a passage in Joshua 24, 15 that says, As for me and my house... We will serve the Lord together. And uh, I just think that the opportunity, the fact that I can go to church, any, like the churches that my brothers have gone to, and I could say, oh, I'm related to this person, and I can hear, oh, I love those guys. Those guys are so godly. They love the Lord with all their heart. I can tell you right now that if I were to ask them to do something, they would be willing to do it. They would be willing to serve. Like, I love hearing that. That's huge. That's awesome to me. And so the idea of getting baptized together was, was really awesome. So for me, the emphasis of a baptism, it's not placed to the point of salvation, but it is placed very highly in my life because baptism is important because Jesus says to do it. If Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself, do you think we should do it? If Jesus says to love God, do you think you should do it? If Jesus says to get baptized, do you think you should do it? Then do it. Does it make sense? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You don't have to be a genius to, to see the connection here. So, get baptized, guys. This is a huge, huge thing. And it's awesome opportunity to be able to tell your friends that you love the Lord. I mean, it's, it's not much easier than to, I mean, it's kind of awkward to walk up and say, hey, I love God. It's kind of awkward to say, hey, you want to come to the waterfront? I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to get baptized by my pastor. I'm going to get baptized by my best friend. I'm going to get baptized by such and such. It's going, to, it's going to be awesome. You should come. That's a great way to enter into a friend's life. We're invited to the church. We're going to have a baptism night or day where we baptize in service on November 20th. And you guys have an opportunity to sign up. We have cards. We have QR codes that you can scan. You can sign up for that. It's a huge opportunity. It's an awesome opportunity to be able to say, hey, I want to get baptized not only in front of my friends, in front of my family, but in front of my entire church. Tons of people I don't know, but have unity in mind. 
who love God like I do, it's a huge blessing. You guys have no idea. A couple of other verses that baptism is mentioned is in Acts 2.41. It says, those who accepted his message, and this is talking about what Peter was saying, those who accepted his message was, were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. When I think of that, it, was, it wasn't as big of a number, but I remember the first day that I baptized someone. It was Joey Jacobs. Where are you, Joey? Thank you, Joey. I, I, got, I got the luxury of Joey asking me to get baptize him a couple months before summer camp, and this was a time where we didn't have like a ton of space at the beach, didn't have a ton of space at the waterfront to get baptized. Um, there were a certain amount of people that could be there. Now, I remember that was the only planned baptism, I think, that we went into that summer camp with. It was just Joey Jacobs. 37 people got baptized at that summer camp. It was all because, all because one, one rock in the water rippled out and affected everyone else. And then those rocks just rippled out and affected everybody else. Baptism has power. And baptism is just an awesome experience where you get a sh- that you get to share with your friends, your family, and your church. So, get baptized. Like I said, we have an opportunity to get baptized here at Grace Point Church, November 20th. We have a QR code. The reason I bring up baptism is because we have those three metrics. Salvations, baptisms, discipleship. If you guys want to be a part of our discipleship team, you have to either be or be ready to be in the process of going, in, going into being baptized. The reason we do that is because if you guys are willing to submit yourself to instruction and teaching and to discipleship and willing to serve on a mission trip, then you guys should be willing to submit yourself to God's word. That's a huge thing. That's super important. So talk, talk about it with your small group leader. Talk about it with your parents, your friends, your family, all that. Pray about it. But if you love God, and if you are believing in God, and you haven't been baptized, you're ignoring a calling that the Bible has placed on you. Got it? Sorry to be so serious. I love you guys. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the lesson. Uh, Thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for baptism. Thank you that that Jesus was baptized. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, your son, who lived a perfect life in a way that I never could, who got punished, beaten so badly um, to the point that even thinking about the punishment he was going through made him cry tears of blood and sweat um, blood. Lord, We thank you for his death on the cross. But most importantly, we thank you for his resurrection and that his revival has started and rippled the effects of 2,000 years later where we can be at a church worshiping you, God. We love you and we are so thankful for your ministry. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.